podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 371 of Film Bastards. You join us at Full Seasons Total Landscaping, which we absolutely 100% meant to do. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. And Becky Foster. Hello, everybody. Um, you, you that the, 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 the Full Seasons Total Landscaping have released their own merch. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> Called Make America Rig Again. Fuck, make a while the sun shines. That was, I, I know we've just, sorry, go on. Good on them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we've just been, t- like, so literally patients would have just heard over half an hour of some wide-ranging conversations. But, um, it like, when I, I, I'd been following that news pretty intensely on Saturday, and um, when they said, oh, four seasons total landscaping, I was just thinking, like, what, are they going to dredge up some fucking rando who's going to like be alleging voter fraud or something like that who owns that business? And it's like, once they realised their mistake, they should have done that. They should have just gone to the like the owner of the business and said, look, if we slip you $500, can you just say that you saw somebody shifty going into one of the counting places, please, just to save us this embarrassment? I mean, it, it's... Let's be honest, Rudy Giuliani would have fucked that up. I mean, I, I just, well, yeah, he would have. It, it was, would literally, would literally have come out afterwards and said, and said, and we did definitely not, did just not pay this man $500 to say this. And then it would have been like that cheap Wigan thing where he'd have gone, tried to give him the money then. He'd be like, no, not now, not now, not now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And it, it, it's the, the fact that the Biden, like the confirmation came right, while he was doing that co- press conference, I it, it would like, and then apparently like most of the press fucked off as soon yeah. as they heard that. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> it couldn't ah, oh, just couldn't make it up. So yeah, I mean, obviously we're in this um kind of weird time at the moment where for some reason some people don't seem to be accepting the result of the election, but the you know the wheels are turning. There's like touch wood very much touch wood there's nothing to worry about there don't know how there would be because of the margin of victory um and yeah a lot more chill than uh I, I i certainly was last week on the show so um what have we got for you this week we've got a varied double bill here um we have got uh remy weeks's uh much uh, acclaimed netflix horror film his house 
and the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run, which I WhatsApped uh, Mark and Becky on Friday evening while I was watching it and said, we need to review this. So let's see how that goes. Uh, we'll also uh, have some news. We've definitely got some Twitter questions this week. Rick is alive. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, all the usual stuff. Uh, we are upon syndicate.com. Um, Iron Sequel, Entertainment Landfill, new Film Rant. Film Rant is back. Um, his film, her movie, uh, What's on Tap, Chinstroker versus Punzer. Uh, I think I've got everybody there, I think. Um, so, yeah, uh, head to wearepodsyndicate.com for podcasts galore and articles and whatnot as well. Um, do, 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 do. Um, on the Patreon, the second Fincher Club went up uh, earlier in the week. Uh, we will set some dates for recording the new ones at some point. We've already said it's going to go, it's going to blow past Mank anyway. So, hey. Yeah. Um, and I'm planning on recording the first Bond commentary, hopefully this weekend. Uh, going to be doing From Russia With Love. So uh, $2 a month, patreon.com forward slash film bastards, uh, help support the show, get uh, a, a good chunk of extra content. Um, you know, fucking hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of um, content not available on the regular feed on the uh, on the Patreon. And uh, as I'm in lockdown, I, I will be doing some Patreon content over the next few weeks. Good yeah, shit. Need to play loads of Mad Max. And I will. I, there will be stuff on the on the Pod Syndicate YouTube um, there. Maybe some video content, and there will be some Yakuza and some Mad Max. I might go get some wine tonight. You can and, play Mad Max, and I can laugh at you. And there, there will there will possibly be also some uh, some Tony Hawks, which would just be like ten minute videos of me just smashing my face and being oh, it, like it, Tony Hawk. Will there be any more Resident Evil? Um, at, at some point. At some <laughs> point. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the PlayStation Five, whenever the hell I get one, uh, will not work with Resident Evil. I'm hoping there's going to be some sort of backward compatibility error there that um, uh, gets me out of this hole. Um, <laughs> that would be nice. Um, and if you're going to play video games tonight, can you play some Yakuza, please? <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how we get on. There'll definitely be queues in the next couple of days, possibly okay. tomorrow, possibly okay. tonight. Okay, good. I mean, feel free to do it during the daytime. Like, I can't watch it, but I can listen. That's it, yeah. There you go. Um, So, movie news. Um, Free Guy and Death on the Nile got delayed Um, to unannounced release dates. Pro- you know probably the last like delay now um of of them and it feels like wonder woman probably gets delayed um but after that with all the news about vaccine stuff this week it kind of feels like that might be it for delays hopefully hopefully um, yeah that, that, you know. I think, but there's not there's not actually that much to delay now it is <laughs> no i mean this this is it you know you get um out like the big stuff you get wonder woman out the way and then the next one's not till bond again which is what april yeah and what i would guarantee now is the rumored bond going to apple tv now with that vaccination news is fucking gone yeah yeah <laughs> Do you think that was going to happen, though? Uh, it was in talk, no question. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, apparently, like, Apple were interested at, like, the $400 million level, but 
um, apparently MGM were like, nah, 600. Um, which is a bit greedy considering the amount of money that, like, say, we've had this discussion before, but say No Time to Die does a billion, how much of that actually goes to MGM? Mm. Probably yeah. not 600 million, but, um, you know, hey. <laughs> when it comes out, it doesn't do well, but like, they're going, yeah, shit. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it feels like the 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 you know the 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 release delays will stop then things will come out and you never know maybe some things might move forward you know if if cinemas look like they're getting back open in february like in general in the u.s as well they're like getting back open in like february or something like that then who's to say you know um but we 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 shall see we shall see um i thought it was uh, interesting Jeff Nichols has been signed to write and direct uh, a film in the Quiet Place universe. Yeah, that's an odd one, isn't it? Um, I like Jeff Nichols. Yeah. And yeah, I look forward to seeing what 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 he could do with that. I I look forward to seeing Michael Shannon in the um oh, in yeah. the Quiet Place universe. <laughs> I mean, that's going to happen, isn't it? Oh, it's glorious. going to happen, isn't it? That's glorious. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, I'm oh, looking forward to nice. Michael Shannon at some point telling, um, telling Emily Blunt to shut the fuck up. <laughs> nice. Um, Johnny Depp kicked off of um, uh, the crimes of Blumbleblim. Yeah. Um, never saw that one. I watched the first Fantastic Beasts and I never got round to this one. It, 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 it seems a little bit like news that people are going, oh, he's been kicked off. What movie again is it? <laughs> oh, it's the, it's the third Fantastic Beasts movie. There's oh. been two. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it literally is the movies that people forgot. It's like crap. Like the Allegiance movies. Yeah, they were. They just don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you mean well, the, the Divergent final, movies? Yeah. The Divergent, that's the one, yeah. Uh, the the uh, are the final fucking up on the games movie. <laughs> yeah. That, that was yeah, amazing. still haven't seen the final Hunger Games movie. Yeah. Movies that apparently happened, but did they? They're Schrodinger's movie. Schrodinger's movie. Yeah, nice. Um, it was interesting. I was reading up about this though. Apparently, even though Johnny Depp only did um one day of filming, he had a pay or play con- a contract. So he's still within his rights to ask for all the money. <laughs> and with, with Joey Depp's account, he will. <laughs> yeah, because... That, he, that he's getting paid for, pay for it. Yeah, they, 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 they'll basically... It'll have been, go quiet and we'll pay you full. He hasn't bloody gone quiet, has he? Well, he's gone quiet uh, for Johnny Depp. <laughs> well, he said, I've been asked to resign and I've respected... I, I've agreed and respected that decision. You know, it's like that, say... If I don't strike this kind of tone, there's some sort of stipulation in the contract that could fuck me. And it's yeah, it, it was interesting because like re- re- reading up on it as well, it was like he was saying that um, like most A-list stars, he didn't have a morality clause in his contract. And it's like fucking hell, man. Just the fact that like A-list stars just generally don't have any clauses for morals in their <laughs> contracts. <I> just, <laughs> I thought that was, I don't know, just quite a funny turn of phrase, that. But, I'd, uh, I'd love to know who the first A-list star was to have the morality fucking thing in their contract. 
I'd love to know who the first one is. Because let's face it, was probably Jack Nicholson. <laughs> and it won't yeah. have been for anything nefarious or anything like that. It'll have just been... Just don't fuck everything. It'll have been, if I want to get shit-faced mm. <laughs> and fuck that girl because she wants to fuck me, because she does, and then I'm going to... And they've gone, do you know what? He's Jack Nicholson. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then he's going to eat that. Fuck whoever he wants because they clearly want to fuck him. Signed. I love when when you were when you were pointing at that girl because obviously you do you point in the general direction of the dog. Well, no, because I don't think Jack Nicholson would fuck our dog. The dog would fuck Jack Nicholson because he's Jack Nicholson. And the cat would. The cat's got a much more liberal attitude towards the that. cat's a shagger. Yeah. Cat's a shagger. That's probably an joke that people don't get, isn't it? The that's, cat's not really a shagger. That's just the personality we've given him. That's, that's, that's quite something. <laughs> um, yeah. So, let's do some trailers. Yeah. Um, there's been a there's been a few. Um, Bruce Willis and Tom Jane are starring in a film called Breach about aliens on a spaceship. Um. Bruce Willis looks awake. Barely. Stent. Barely looks awake. <laughs> it looks like a step up from those ones where he helicopters in for one day to Bulgaria, like, appears in two scenes and then gets himself on the poster and it's like, right, that's a million dollars, please. It looks like he's probably in it more than that. But... Yeah, like like yeah. a lot of Bruce Willis, modern Bruce Willis is basically extended with Bruce Willis, isn't it? Yeah, quite. I mean, it's um, I don't know. He's 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 a fucking interesting dude because apparently he's very like, if you meet my quote, I'll turn up in fucking anything. But then at the same time, he did Marvelous Brooklyn for scale because he really wanted to work with Edward Norton. So yeah. uh, he's, I, it's, he's an odd dude in the sense that. He didn't. It, it was like he chose to no longer be an A-lister. Mm-hmm. Like he went, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of being in, in, in big movies. <laughs> I just want to be in. I just want to be in anything and make a shitload of money. And do you know what? Fair enough. It's like it's like he looked at Nick Cage's bank account and went and went. Imagine that. I don't have any tax problems. Imagine how fat mine would look if I had that career. Nice. Um. Also, super intelligence. Um. So this is HBO Max in the US. Um. Is due a UK theatrical release in early December. Um. Which I think it 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 probably will. The only reason why the witches went to uh VOD is because of the um because of the lockdown basically. Um, but if things start opening up again in December, then I could see super intelligence coming out. Looks incredibly standard issue. Um, I think it's been delayed for a fair while, um, and got sold to HBO max or, um, Warner just decided to put it on there. Did you guys see this trailer? Didn't know. Yeah. So it's, uh, Melissa McCarthy, 
somehow gets paired up with an artificial intelligence voiced by James Corden uh, that basically oh, says, oh, I'm, out. "I'm out." Yeah, exactly. Um, is it directed by her husband? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry's in it, which and Bobby Cannavale as well, which um, do pep my interest a little bit. But um, it, it, it's definitely one of those. If we're still having a famine of releases in December that we probably are, then yeah, all right, I'd probably check it out. But I'd much rather just see it on a streaming service like you can in the US. Um, and I don't know, was that what have you guys got? Uh, Wild Mountain Time, the Emily Blunt, Skinny Adele. What? Skinny Adele. Adele now for Boss Whale looks like Emily Blunt. It's very freaky. I bet she does. She does actually. I bet she does. She does. I mean, she does. Especially with. Oh, that's a conflicted wank, really. (laughs) I I bet she does. I bet that's that's one of those things that people say when 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 people say, oh, people say I look like blah, and you look at them and go, no, you fucking don't. You just don't. Those people lie. Those people try and get in your pants. Um. Oh shit! No, I get it. Yeah. Have a look. Kind of. It does kind of depend on the angle, no, but she, does. she doesn't. She does. She just doesn't. Yeah, she does. Which one's Adele? Are like those pictures? They're all Adele. Ah, right, yeah, she's that's weird, isn't she? Bless her. Yeah, good for her. Yep. No more hypertension for her. So, so much for, you know, not caring about the way that she looked. I think it's more because she went through a bit of a messy divorce and wanted to, like, I don't know, I didn't listen to the album. Um, <laughs> Wild Mountain Time. Uh, yes, it stars Emily Blunt, Christopher Walken, Jim, uh, Jimmy Dornan, that's it. Um, that's the fucker. Mr. Pommel Hart himself. Uh, and John Hamm. Uh, all, with the exception of John Hamm, uh, all doing ropey as fuck Irish accents in what looks like a movie that shouldn't star any of those people. It's you, 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 Becky said you will not watch it, didn't you? Oh, shit. Uh, and I went, yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> of course you will. She'll watch shit. <laughs> it's basically a rom com with those is, people. With ropey Irish accents. Set in Ireland. Is, is John Hamm doing a funny or doing a serious? John Hamm's doing a funny. Oh, great. John Hamm's the only thing that like makes me want to watch it, though. It's John Hamm turning up in that. Hey, hey guys, look, I'm a funny guy, I'm a funny guy. It's like, I get that, John, we can't quite work out if you are. I could see you, girl, I'm gonna. <laughs> we probably could, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could, I'd yeah. be fine with that. Um, so, yeah, so I'll watch it. It's available on demand in, like, a few weeks anyway, so. I'll just watch some Elton John Ham in it and be fine with that. Yep. Uh, and then Happiest Season, uh, the Mackenzie Davis... Um, Kristen Stewart, Stewart uh, and that guy from that show that you're making me watch, but I can't work out if it's funny or not. What's it? Eugene Levy's boy. Eugene Levy's by David Levy? Daniel yeah. Levy? Why not? Daniel Levy's the owner of Spurs. Uh, <laughs> Go with David then. David Levy. Oh, look, shit's free. Oh no, his character's called David. Yeah. Shit's What's his name? Shit's you, you, you supposedly think he's fucking great. It's just fine and there. David Rose. Dan Levy. Dan Levy, that's the fucker. Jesus, Rex. Um, yeah, he's in it as well, essentially playing himself. Um, yeah. Uh, have you seen 
anything about this, Ian? What, Shit's Creek? No, or... Happiest Season. Oh, fuck, sorry. Um, you were talking... Yeah, sorry, Dan Levy. I just... That's all I think about with... Um, yeah, Happiest Season was the other one I was trying to think about. Um, Alison Brie looks, like, unrecognisable in this trailer. Alison yeah. Brie was in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It looks like a... Bring in the partner home for the holidays comedy but with lesbians yeah that's okay. fine Christmas movie it's got mary steenberg in it and she's quite adorable so yeah, I'm, I'm cool for this it's 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 very much in mark wheelhouse this yeah i'm up for this okay christmas movies are they a, a particular yeah, christmas movie in a what is it yeah and it, the fact that they're gay just happens to me you go all right that's a little bit different a little bit interesting yeah you know okay yeah i'll go for it yeah, that's good. I look forward to not being able to watch it because it's on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be available somewhere. It's getting a video on demand release over here. Ah, right. There we go. Then. And yeah. I believe it's not a premium video on demand release either. So it'll probably only be like a fiver to rent. Yeah, we got them. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll happily watch this one with, with Don um, and then review it on the show. You know, yep. looks... Yeah, I mean, I it just I like the fact that they're not necessary. Apart from the fact that it's like, okay, the mum and dad don't know they're a couple. It looks like the rest of it is not necessarily going to be about that. It looks like it's going to be, you know, and it's just like normalizing lesbian relationships in mainstream cinema. Cool. You you know you can't you can't really you can't really complain at that, can you? And you know. I'd, frankly, Christian Stewart and Mackenzie Davis is a lesbian couple. Sure, he, you know, that's fine. I'll watch that happily with my yeah. hand down my pants. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you almost resisted, didn't you? No, I just, uh, I couldn't help it. I'm, no, I, I know, but I mean, in all, no, you in all seriousness. And you remembered? Oh, wait a minute. We can't bring the tone of this fucking show down. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to be bringing the tone of the show down later on when I talk about Spider-Man. Um, nippy, nippy, nip, nips. My words, Kirsten Dunst. That was uh, that was something. Um, moving on. I used to sort this elephant. Sorry. I wonder if Mike sourced the elephant yet. Yeah, it's um. Chat yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a hell of a chat. That. <laughs> right. Yeah, Mike, you do need to get that elephant sorted. You need to sort out the fridge, Mark. I've got a fridge and everything sorted. That's cool. Cool. What about containers? Uh, it, Amazon, mate. No problem. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Right, so we got the elephant, we got the fridge, we got the containers. Now I just need to prepare. Yeah, you 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 need to put the hard yards in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. So let's move on to our first review and let's warm up with. Hello. Who are you? I am a simple tumbleweed. Call me Sage. Sage. Hey Sage. Good name. Thanks. I'm made out of sage, and I am a sage, so it works out pretty well. I'm Patrick. My name means toaster in Celtic. Pretty sure it doesn't. 
This dream you share has a hidden purpose, young seekers. Huh, so we are in a dream. And I, friend, am the dream weaver. right now? Yes, Patrick. Wow! I am here to help you on your journey, SpongeBob. But first, you must accept a challenge. But I just want to find Gary and bring him home. SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob SquarePants! Uh, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, is directed by Tim Hill and stars the voices of people. Um, I didn't get the IMDb up. Uh, it's the normal people from SpongeBob SquarePants and Matt Berry. <laughs> yep. I love Matt Berry. Fucking fantastic. When he, when I first heard his voice, it was like, right, yeah, brilliant. This film's immediately at least a three star. Um, I think yeah. Fancy Brown voices Mr. Krabs and just always has. That is mental. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Um, so this is the the third uh, SpongeBob movie, um, and yet it's called the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. Um, it is Sponge on the Run, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because the second one was Sponge Out of Water, and then the first one was the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. I've got a massive affinity for the SpongeBob movies. Um, m- my uni housemates and I watched the SpongeBob SquarePants movie a lot. Um, it's a very uni house movie at certain points of time. Um, and so, yeah, I was really looking forward to this, but I didn't think we were going to be main reviewing it. And yet we are. So, (laughs) um, in this, uh, SpongeBob's pet snail Gary has been kidnapped by Plankton who has then given it up to King Poseidon, played by Matt Berry, who is using Gary um, as some sort of exfoliating device. Um, SpongeBob and his best friend Patrick uh, go on the hunt for Gary and encounter a great many things. Becky, what did you think of Sponge on the Run? Just one thing, the the, the, the the title's a bit misleading, just before I actually get into the movie itself. He's not really on the run from anything, is he? No. no. He's, he's more like on the... Hunt. For something? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, it's a weird one. I, I've always really liked Spongebob, the actual TV show. I think it's quite funny. I think it slips quite a few fairly dodgy little jokes in there and, and stuff like that if you pick up up on them if you're watching it as a grown-up there's there's stuff to pick up on um out of the movies i've only watched the the first one the 2004 one that's the one that hoff turns up in isn't it uh yes yeah. um and i don't know it just it feels really sanitized in comparison to the actual tv show like like the grown-up humor stuff's not as much there as it is I mean, there is some, but it's not quite as, I don't know, it's not kind of, uh, there's not as many jokes that you'd kind of laugh at behind your hand because your kids won't get them. <laughs> mm. um, 
but it, it's funny and Matt Berry being in it was an absolute treat um yeah it's it's funny it's I don't really have an awful lot to say about it it's a funny kids movie with Matt Berry in it as Poseidon using snail slime as a rejuvenator which actually it's supposed to be quite a good rejuvenator is yeah, apparently. Based on science. That's good. Like yeah. all of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. Did we watch it on Sunday morning? Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun way to spend a Sunday morning. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Mark? Um, I think this is actually my first introduction to SpongeBob. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I've never seen sorry. the TV series. Um, I, I, if you'd have asked me before I watched this, I would have said. I, I, I'm sure I've seen the movie, but I thought, I thought there was only one movie. I thought this was the second movie. Um, but then very soon into it, I was tearing out of bed and going, who's that? And going, that's that's Patrick. Who's he? Squidward, Matt. That, that, that's Squidward. Who's that? Why is, why why have they got a, 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 like a, like a helmet on? Because like, she's, she's a squirrel and she can't breathe in there. It's like, but where's her oxygen tank? She does have oh, an oxygen tank, I think, in the TV show. She wears, like, a spacesuit. And then I was like, right. So I was a little bit confused about about what went on. I was like, they're going, so what's Squidward's job? Why is he just sat there? Takes the orders, man. <laughs> I having to explain everything that's going on. I was going, right, all right, I get this. This is, I, I, I can <laughs> I can work my way around the, the, what is it? Who's that guy? That's Plankton. What's he doing? Try to steal the recipe. <laughs> like, what? So what's he doing? So literally the first quarter of an hour was me just pointing at people and going, who's that come? Um, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it seeing the energy. I, I can I can absolutely see why kids like it. Um, if you want zany energy, SpongeBob is definitely your man. Yeah, he's a, there's a sweetness to it, which I think is part of the whole uh, dynamic of it. Mm-hmm. Um it's not, I don't think it's ever being saccharine. Um, so I don't think it's ever that much kind of talking down to kids, which a lot of kids, things that are very much, this isn't, this isn't like, um, like I think a lot of sometimes um, kids movies, the what people would call prestige kids things and things like that, um, where Essentially, there are kids movie that they're trying to also appeal to adults. Mm. This, I think, is going, do you know what? We're a kids movie. And if adults enjoy it, fucking great. But we are primarily a kids movie. Yeah. Um, and then the madness of um, of just having a dream sequence, but, not, but basically saying this is a dream sequence, but it's not. And having Keanu Reeves' head roll around <laughs> in, a, in a tumbleweed. Like for most of it, when he rolls away, it rolls like to the side or, or whatever. There's there's one bit where it rolls and it rolls forward and it's just face plants into the. But side. I, I like the one <laughs> when it rolls to a side. Keanu Reeves has to tip his head to a side to yeah, get it to yeah. roll. And it's like I, I love the fact that Keanu Reeves is is putting as much effort into this as everything else he puts into every movie he makes. He's yep. like yep. he's invested in this. Um, and I, I like that about it. Um, that's it. It's zany. It's fun. It zips along. It gets in a. Um, it, it gets in a, a, a song in the middle of it, but that doesn't try and make it a 
a, a shoehorned in pop song by having um like fucking Rita Octopus turning up or something like that. Yeah. It, it just it, it's very much no. We believe enough in our own fucking product that we can just sell it off this. Um, SpongeBob. Tiffany Haddish's character was fucking batshit though, wasn't she? She was the one swingy thing. Um, introduced. She was like, oh yeah, yeah. It was very much yeah. It was very much like it worked for that. I, I had a great time with it. It, it, it was fun. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, there was points where I was getting a little bit right. This just feels like a long episode of a TV show, but. I'm not its target audience. So, uh, you know, it, it was cool and it was fun. So, yeah, I, I, I had a good time with it. Yeah, it was good fun. Ian? I mean, th- yeah, this is the thing. This is exactly in my wheelhouse for, like, the kind of comedy that gets me laughing the most. It's just <laughs> silly shit. Like, and it, it, like, Patrick may be one of the great pop culture characters. I fucking love Patrick. There are two moments in this film that I think will make me laugh until the day I die. One, Patrick bursting in, holding the missing Gary sign, saying, (laughs) SpongeBob, Gary's missing. I've just seen this sign. (laughs) Fucking amazing. And also the when they're in the casino and he's like, all the money on L. That's not an L, it's a seven. I didn't know seven started with L. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it's just thrown away like that, it literally is. It's it, it's like a zany comedy that's throwing as many jokes at the screen as it can and hoping that at least like 40% of them land. Because yeah, there's that, that many jokes, only 40% need to land. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the thing, because like they don't pause or anything. Like you say, they just keep on barreling along. And it's like, just the fact that it's like, if you're not listening, you don't, you don't pick up, you wouldn't pick up on either of those. I just, I fucking love the idea that Patrick thought somebody else put up the missing pet signs. I just, it's, I, I, yeah, I, I, brilliant. Um, I, I heartily laughed at the, them two shouting good morning at each other. Yeah. Oh, poor Squidward. For way too long. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I It just... And But the thing is, though, it's like Squidward's got quite a, a weirdly interesting arc in this as well, where it's like, it, it, it you know, he's obviously... An, it gets annoyed the fuck out of by SpongeBob. But then at the end, he's talking about, like, he's really, really annoying... But he's the nicest person you'll ever meet as well. And that that whole there 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 are there there are a couple of people in my in, in my life who are really, really lovely people, but ever so slightly get on my tits with just how fucking nice they are. <laughs> you know, and so I I, I I mean that that's the thing, and that's that's a fault of mine. It's not a fault of those people. Um but yeah, I it was just full of joy and all of all of Spo- the, the spongebob content is there's a remaster of the of the um battle for bikini bottom video game that came out previously it's on the playstation 4 which lottie wants it's like i think i'm gonna get it for her it's like 25 quid i'll probably have a laugh just watching her play it you know um and it, it's 
it, it just it's a really really good time and it's i'm i'm sad that it got sold to netflix because i really would have liked to have seen it seen this in a cinema with lots and just had a, a good laugh and i mean like she fucking loved it um you know and it, it, yeah i it was exactly the kind of silly shit that's needed at the moment like not dumb like actually quite smart silly comedy that's really 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 sincere as well you know it, it's not trying to make you laugh with how daring it's being or anything like that you know there, there is there, there is just quite subtle stuff in there but it's just delivered at a hundred miles an hour um yeah i i really 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 liked it um as i do with all spongebob content it, it's just it's a good time so yeah yeah, it, it actually, it, it's never something that, you know, it's not something I've, I've avoided or anything like that, but it's just, it's never been something that's ever been kind of like... It's never come across your desk, like... No, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's not, which is weird, I, th- I think, because I think Becky and Isabel used to watch it, uh, and because they used to watch it, it's not like, I didn't watch it because they, did, because they watched it, it's just we watched different things with Isabel, uh, and that wasn't one of the things that I watched with Isabel, it was one of the things that you watched with Isabel, wasn't it? Yeah. So... I also used to watch it on my own, though, to be fair. That's fine, I used to watch Hannah Montana on my own. Um, <laughs> That's weird. It's a good show. What? It was a fun show. Still can't believe that guy that plays her brother's like 40 years old in it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's a fucking good time. And, uh, you know, that um, on a, released on a weekend on Netflix kids sit down right you've got a new spongebob movie will have been like fucking awesome the fact that spongebob is still like on the go and popular with children is a real kind of testament to it because like a lot of a lot of the kids stuff that even like was popular when isabel was a kid has just like gone by the wayside and spongebob's been around for donkey years it's, it, it's almost like it's got kind of a Nickelodeon style fucking South Parkiness to it all, <laughs> where it's just it it's never changed its mm-hmm. its remit, so it's never it's never become old because it, it it was never it's never tried to be hip. It just exists in being what it is. I found it quite jarring how much the animations changed on it. I I I, I yeah, I'm not sure whether that was just done for the movie or not. Um, I don't remember. I like. I I don't know, but I don't remember SpongeBob like being 3D CG. No, no. Well, they're all on Prime, Ian, so you can you can watch them and and work your way through. <laughs> uh, oh God, if I was watching TV at the moment, I'd be watching The Mandalorian, but I'm not because I don't watch TV. Yes. Um. Weird positions, Kate. No, I disagree with you. I agree with Ian on this one. TV's the devil, Becky. I would have heard So, for me, definitely not shit. Obs. Yes. Definitely not shit. Yeah, um, no, it's definitely not shit. And I think if you, if if we were the parent of a young child, it would be like our hero just for buying us a few hours of quiet on the weekend. So, I'm fine with that. Oh, my my fucking hero of lockdown, to be honest. <laughs> um, that and fucking Roblox. Anyway. 
our, our audience poll was um, definitely not shit 60%, touching nice. cloth 20%, and shit 20%. Fuck you. Miserable bastards. <laughs> Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with the brewers, behind the scenes, access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's Untapped podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Watching guys, what do you want to start with? Do you want to go up what you've been watching, Solo X? Uh, yeah, can do. Um, I didn't talk about Django Unchained last week, did I? So no, I don't so. Yeah. Um, so the night after we'd podcasted, actually, um, you had a bad head, didn't you, or something? Went but yeah. I stayed up and watched Django Unchained until three in the morning because clearly that was a good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah fucking great i've been wanting to rewatch it for like months um it's just it's just fucking great i i, I really really like Django. um it's it, it's obviously it's very tarantino-y because it, it's tarantino movie and they've all got their own they've all got a similar kind of vibe you can tell it's him but it's it's just so much fun and i think the like the memes that have been doing the rounds recently of um Leonardo DiCaprio just make it all that much funner if that makes sense like obviously it's, it's about a very serious subject and it's quite violent etc etc but all the characters are, are so much like larger than life that it it's just it's a real kind of feast of a movie for your eyes so yeah Django um I also watched The Addams Family because why not I think you watched it a few weeks back, didn't you, Ian? And it I made did indeed. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's just fucking, again, just fucking great. It's, a, it's an absolute, like, classic, really, of its, of its kind of genre, I suppose, kind of creepy kids' movies. Um, I think there's, there's so many, like, funny bits in it. Um, like, when they're doubting 
whether Fester is Fester. It turns out Fester is actually Fester, which is, you know, obviously it's, it's supposed to be this kind of cuckoo. Um, but, but like the bit where she's like, oh, you packed cyanide as if we'd run out. And it's just there's so many, again, like, like you were saying about like throwaway lines are funnier than the ones where they're like going, see, that was funny. Laugh, laugh. And there's so many throwaway bits in this that are, that are just really, really good. Um, I watched, the only other one I watched on my own was Big Hero 6. I think that was because you put a gif of Baymax on a conversation we were having on Twitter and you just made me go, oh, Baymax, what a pure song. So I watched it and it, it, made, it just made me feel good. He's just so lovely. He's just a healthcare assistant. He doesn't want to be a fighter. These, uh, with Big Hero 6, I, I I really enjoyed it when I watched it. Mm. I have zero interest in ever watching it again. Why? I just don't need to have seen it. Sorry. And it, it, it's one of those things, and I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd enjoy it. Mm. But my brain is just there going, no, you've already seen that. Which is weird for the amount of other shit that I will re-watch, mm. that my brain goes, why the fuck not? <laughs> that, it's, that a good movie can't get through. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. No, it's it's just lovely. I mean, obviously, it's sad because his brother dies, but yeah, it's, it's all about like him healing and dealing with his grief over his brother. Like on the face of it, like as a veneer, it's about him training his brother's invention to be a kick-ass fighter and then taking down this bad guy. But like, really, what it's about is about him dealing with his grief over his brother's death. Just quite sensitive. Um, and then they attempted after three nights of not really sleeping very well, to watch Citizen Kane today. Made it about ten minutes in before I went, my brain can't deal with this today. Nope, that's a tomorrow movie. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. We'll not watch that tomorrow. I may watch it tomorrow. That's fine. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you can play fucking face scrapey. Damn right, well. <laughs> uh, I've only watched one on my own this week. Uh... I, uh, I I did a lunchtime uh, watch, so I watched with eating my lunch. Was that when you realised, shit, I'm recording tonight, I haven't watched anything on my own? Little bit. <laughs> Little bit, yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, so I rewatched Crazy Stupid Love because I really like Crazy Stupid Love. It's a fucking great movie. And the thing is with Crazy Stupid Love is I think if they'd have just tweaked it, by the way, I, I think it's a really great movie, so I don't want them to have tweaked it. But I think if they'd have just tweaked it and taken out certain elements or changed certain elements, it could have ended up being one of those movies that um, if they'd have tilted it more towards a yeah. rather than a comedic side, I think it would have ended up getting quite a lot of awards buzz. But because it was pitched as a romantic comedy, comedies don't get much awards buzz and rom-coms get hardly any a lot of the time they don't unfortunately even get taken that seriously mm. I think it was simply because of the fact that you had Steve Carell in it and Ryan Gosling and Julianne Moore and Emily Stone uh, Emily Stone Emma Stone uh, that you that, that it ended up getting a little bit more attention in that mm. and the fact that it's really fucking good as well helps but it, it's it's a movie that I've watched a number of times and it still stands up really quite well and the, the, the sorry, go on. this is the one with the awesome scene where he takes it like the awesome sequence sorry when it when he takes him shopping isn't it yes 
Yeah, and the, the shopping scene is fantastic. The 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 look that Ryan Gosling gives him when he pulls out his wallet and it's a it's a Velcro wallet yeah. is is an all time comedy moment yeah, for me is. in cinema. It, it's a it, it's a glorious, wondrous thing. Is this also the one with the dirty dancing bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the then you've got actual bits of, of, of sort of real sort of dramatic wit where mm. you've got um, Ryan Gosling's character sort of coming to terms with the fact that the one thing that he never thought was going to happen uh, where he was going to fall for one of these women that he that he goes home with happens mm. um, and that's a really well played out scene between Steve Carell and, and Ryan Gosling mm. uh, so there's, there's it, it, it's a lot better movie than it had any right to be on the surface of it because it's actually quite a it's a little bit of a silly story but it's it's carried over quite well by the, the the talent that's involved in it. Does Kevin Bacon play Julianne Moore's new squeeze? Kind of, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'll maybe watch more of them. Oh, I'll rewatch it again. <laughs> um, do you want us to go through the ones we watched together, Ian? Yeah, do it. Let's go. Right. So we watched Now You See Me Too, which should have been called Now You Don't. Or oh, now to see me. Or oh, now to see me. Followed by now you three me. The third one will be called now you three me. Oh, now you see three. Oh, oh there's two rhymey words in there. Fucking level with that yeah. one, Becky. I'm not gonna lie. Howard, you've done it again. <laughs> um, go on, Bex. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I I kind of always get muddled up between like what the stories of the first one and the second one. Because they're so fucking different. <laughs> I don't like the fact that they've just gone, oh, shit, Isle of Fish don't want to be in this one. Fuck it, we'll just replace it. And it's just like, it's not it's completely glossed over. Like, she was just so unimportant as just the woman one. That I, I don't think it's that. I think she was a little bit of a dick, and so they didn't want her back. Ah, fair enough. Lizzie Kaplan's not as good in this as Isla Fisher is in the first one. The weird thing about Lizzie Kaplan is, is... Lizzie Kaplan is actually quite a good screen presence and is actually quite funny. The the major problem that that, that Lizzie Kaplan has is it the major my shit doesn't stink air that she's got around is Lizzie Kaplan goes gives too much of herself in movies and you end up going oh my god you are becoming insufferable. She does think she's better than any movie that she's in, mm. but she's never actually been in a really good movie with the exception of Hot Sub Time Machine. I mean, Hot Tub Time Machine is a classic. Is one the of the ages. greatest movies ever made, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I say that with an absolute fucking straight face. <laughs> uh, my major issue with this is, it's two and a bit hours long. Why does Now You See Me Too need to be two and a bit hours long? It's a bit bloated, isn't it? It really doesn't need to be this long. I feel like the story doesn't make as much sense as in the first It doesn't. Time. It's not as clever. No. The the magic tricks are just they're not magic tricks. They're they're just CGI. Mm. Uh, there's a whole card sequence where they're throwing a card around. But the problem is they don't need to. It's so unnecessary. It's really unnecessary and it goes on way too long. Mm. It's like you could cut out five minutes out of that. And you'd probably have a much better sequence. Mm. And you could cut five minutes out of literally every scene in this movie and have a 
minute episode of a TV show <laughs> that still tells the same story. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, I'd still watch a third. Now you three me. Yeah. Now you see three. Now you see three. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. That's what we're going with. That's what we're going with, yeah. Uh, We also rewatched Scream because we were going to watch it on Halloween and we didn't. So we thought, fuck it. We don't need to wait for Halloween to watch Scream. Scream? Watch Scream. Yeah, it's Scream. It's. Don't need to talk about Scream, do we? It's awesome, is Scream. It's really good. I really, really like Scream. And the thing is, you kind of. Every time I watch it, I'm a little bit nervous that it'll feel like it's really dated or it'll feel like clunky or because it's been parodied so many times, it'll lose its kind of shine. And it just doesn't. It's just. It's just fucking great. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lillard is... Matthew Lillard should be more... Pretty fucking awesome. I maintain this. Matthew Lillard should have had a bigger career than he's had. Yeah, he should. Because he's kind of funny looking. Yeah. But I I think he's genuinely a good actor. I think he's genuinely very, very funny. I think he was a little bit too zany. Can we watch 13 Ghosts at some time? No, we've watched it too recently. Will 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 you get it for me so I can watch it? Yes. Thanks. Um... We watched National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Go on, Bex. Go on, Bex. Show on everyone's fault. No, it's, it's, it's fine and everything. It's just... I I love Christmas Vacation. European Vacation's not very good. And I, I'm not... I'm European Vacation's has dated terribly. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you'd asked me to kind of explain Vacation to you, I wouldn't have even known really what the story was. Like, I just forget it immediately after I've watched it but it's 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 just not as good and i was saying to you when we watched it it's so weird that like the middle film in that trilogy is the real kind of like the real peak no what is it was christian vacation was the third so what was the second european vacation oh i thought it was no i'm sure it let me double check that to make sure i'm not making a fool of myself um but yeah, the, vac- it, it, it was vacation, European vacation, uh, vacation, vacation was... then Vegas vacation, then vacation. I mean, those two ones, okay. Well, Vegas vacation's all right, actually. Um, but yeah, it's just odd, the difference in quality between the other two and Christmas vacation. Maybe it's because it's just, it feels all warm and fuzzy because it's set at Christmas, but this one just feels so much more mean-spirited. It is a little Christmas bit vacation. like that, you know, with the dog dying yeah. and the, 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 the aunt and stuff like that. The, the problem is it is Christmas Vacation is so perfect mm. and, and Chevy Chase gets Clark Griswold so perfect in that. See, in, in Christmas Vacation it, it comes across as just this well-meaning guy whose stuff keeps going wrong for, whereas in this one he comes across as a bit of a dick at points. I don't think he does that. He, he wants to leave the dead aunt on a porch covered with a blanket with an umbrella because he kills a dog it's that's a complete accident though uh, um but it's because he's just uh, everything is focused on just having the best family holiday and that is just well she's dead she's not gonna come she's it's not a harmer that's not how life works though it kind of is though his his reasoning is sound but his morals are not i mildly disagree um it's just not as funny either. It's not as funny, but I think that's because Christmas Vacation is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it gets funnier the more and more I watch it. <laughs> is we rewatched Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, we did, didn't we? Nice. Um, which is a perfect movie. It is a perfect movie. 
I started watching it, didn't I, while you were doing something, and you heard it from upstairs and messed me like, what are you watching? You're watching The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. I don't watch that with you tonight. Well, I've only just started it, so I can, we can restart it. And then we watched it. Yeah. It, it is. It I was is, about 40 minutes in at that point. It, it is absolutely perfect as a black comedy. Um, it, it, there's so much just gloriousness in it. And the... Again, I've said it loads of times to people. Previous listeners are going, he's going to say this all again. But new listeners, it, it's the level that Martin Scorsese as a guy in his 70s and the fact that he's doing stuff that new directors wouldn't have the fucking balls or the imagination to do is staggering. You know, he's he's still operating on a, just a fucking different level to everybody else. Um, and the fact that this is another, this is one of those movies where it wasn't, this isn't, this is a Leonardo DiCaprio movie that he got Scorsese to direct. Right. And the fact that Scorsese does what he does with it and gets involved in it as he does, and it, the fact that he's so entertaining that three hours just goes poof mm. and he's fucking gone. And it's. It, 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 it almost tells this satirical version of what's going on without ever being satire mm. uh, and showing you, doing a, very similar to what he did with Goodfellas, of going, showing you what these ridiculousness of these people. You want to be these guys? You want to be these guys? You want to be these, want these guys? guys? You want to be these guys? It's funny, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it? This is what happens to them. Mm. And then going, oh, all right. That's what happens to them. It's like they're not good guys. This isn't fun. It is corrosive and damaging. And yeah, it might have seemed fun, but trust me, we're just showing you the fun bits of it all. Mm. Um, it, it, it is an absolutely perfect movie. Um, and then Firewall is a, a new watch for us, isn't it, Bex? Just before we move on from Wolf of Wall Street. We were saying, weren't we? Like, because DiCaprio is is so good in it, it's really easy to forget just how fucking good Jonah Hill is in it. Oh, he's fantastic. He he, like he's such a scene stealing character. Yeah, the, the fact that he chased fucking teeth. That he chased that as well. Yeah. Like he he literally he worked for scale on it. Yeah. And his and uh, DiCaprio's friendship has given us one of the one of one of my favourite photographs ever. Where um, Jonah Hill's come out of a coffee shop mm. and DiCaprio uh, happens to be uh, up the street from him. Uh, and so DiCaprio gets his phone out and runs up to Jonah Hill uh, to take a photo of him. And then when Jonah Hill starts losing oh, shit, yeah. DiCaprio pulls the phone down and laughs at him. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jonah Hill gets to lose his shit at DiCaprio. Nice. And it's just like, you look at it and go, DiCaprio really is just, he literally goes in, does a movie, does barely any PR for any of the movies he does, and then just fucking disappears to a yacht with a model. Yeah. Well, I've, I've like, <laughs> we've done two out of three, or I've done two out of three of my, my perfect DiCaprio movies so far now, so I've just got to watch Once Upon a Time again, and then I'm I'm satiated for, for a little while. Yeah. So the final one uh, we'll talk about, uh, and we'll, we'll let Ian actually speak at some point, um, is we watched a, a movie that we scrolled past a few times on Netflix. I'm sure all of our listeners, and I'm sure Ian, you do this, where you scroll past the movie and go, how 
watched that at some point. It was in our watch list. Sure. And I never watched. Well, we decided to actually watch one of those movies. Mind-blowing. Yeah. So we watched uh, The Night Clerk, um, which directed by a guy called um, Michael Christopher um, and stars Ty Sheridan, who actually produced it as well, wow. uh, Anna Armis, John Leguizamo and Helen Hunt. Um, sorry, our cat is running around with a empty bag of crisps that he got from somewhere. And it's like fridge raiders. That'll be Isabel's. Be Isabel's. Out of Isabel's room. Go on, So, uh, quick synopsis. Um, Ty Sheridan plays uh, Bart uh, Bromley, uh, who suffers from uh, Asperger's. And he is a night clerk at a local uh, hotel. Uh, and essentially lives... Uh, lives with his mother but lives in, in the basement and he has um cameras set up in the hotel rooms which on the face of it would look like he's trying to um spy on the the, the patrons of the hotel but he's not what he's actually doing is he's using them as almost like research on how to essentially better just trying to learn how to interact. Yeah, he's trying to use them to learn how to interact with with people better to cope with you know with his 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 Aspergers. Um, And at the start of the movie, he witnesses a a woman being murdered uh, through one of his cameras, but then obviously doesn't want to let on that that's how he's seen it. So so he's be. He's gone home at this point. And yeah. he, he has access to the video from home. He's watching it and he sees this altercation start happening and he goes back to the hotel, doesn't he, to kind of try and interject. Yeah. Um, but gets there too late and he's found there with the body. Yeah. And so he then becomes a, a suspect, but there's no evidence to tie into it. John Leguizamo, who is investigating it, doesn't think that he's done it. But, but thinks that he knows something. Um, the hotel then comes in, it works, then transfer him to another hotel. That's a bit quieter. Uh, that's a bit quieter for him. And he ends up forming a friendship with one of the guests that stay in there, played by Alanda Armes. And then I won't give away too much because I don't want to go full spoilers with this because we actually really enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, um, it, it's really, I'm surprised it hasn't received a bit more attention. I think because the poster and everything like that almost pitches it as a little bit like a almost horrory, doesn't it? Mm. And it's not at all. It's it's kind of almost like a psychodrama, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but Ty Sheridan is really, really good in it um, and doesn't overplay the, the, the Asperger's bit. It's also got some moments of, of levity within that in there and the fact that whenever anyone asks him how he is like it's a really complicated yeah if anybody asks him you know oh, how are you and he's like uh that's a really complicated question i can tell you but it's probably going to take quite a long time so if you really want to know i'll tell you but if you're just asking to be polite then then yeah i won't yeah it's but it's the same script every time yeah and he says it all the time uh but the fact that everyone around him seems to be very accepting of, of his condition and likes him mm. um but then you've got great moments of him, like in the um, when he goes to the store, <laughs> and the guy's wearing a shirt that's really colourful, and he just tells the guy clerk. Oh, when he goes to buy his. Um, that, 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 
your shirt's very confusing. I, I don't like it. When he tells the car salesman that he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> not very fat. Uh, but it's not done as like a poke fun at him. It, it's, there's all logical reasons for why he's saying it, and then he explains the logical reasons, and the people don't seem to just kind of accept it. It's 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 a really Asperger's and, and autism are really really difficult things like to portray without coming off a little bit like you're taking the piss. Yeah, and it, and it, and it never does. When it, 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 it never really tries to go. He never has a meltdown moment. He didn't have a meltdown moment. It's a moment where he, he gets panicky and worried, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have like a full breakdown or anything like that. No, oh, no, he never goes like. Ah. Um, so that's really good. But yeah, it's a. It's on Netflix in the UK. I would assume it'll be on Netflix in the US or it'll be available somewhere in the US. Uh, it's, it's a recommend. It also, it gets in uh, and gets out in under 90 minutes. But it gets its story told in under 90 minutes. Which, for the amount of story there is, I think is, is quite good going. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't it, feel like rushed or anything. It no, doesn't it, feel under flesh. No, it kicks along at a hell of a pace. Mm. Um, and Anna de Armas is in it. So that's always a delight, isn't it? Mm, on offer a bit. Why? Oh, because of Bath Yeah. Yeah. She's tainted. She's tainted. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very good. Strong I'll go back and watch 2049 because that was pre Ben Affleck. It was it? Yeah. This was pre Ben Affleck. No, it wasn't. That's a big lie. That's a big fat lie. Yeah. Like a big fat Ben Affleck. I'm going to go back and watch Not Knock at some point because I'm the only person who seems to like that movie in the world. Oh, free pizza. Free pizza. Fucking great movie. Free pizza, Becky. Mm-hmm. I do like pizza. <laughs> what are you been watching here? Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, got one or two this week. Um, so, as I mentioned earlier on, I watched uh, Spider-Man, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, which, um, you know, no one ever really seems to talk about these days. Um, and yet, you know, 20 years ago, it was, or 18 years ago, I suppose, it was fucking huge you know it was the first uh first film to have an over 100 million dollar weekend in the u.s um you know x-men and blade kind of like set the stage for comic book movies to an extent but it felt like spider-man was the one where studios really started paying attention you know you 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 had um hulk and daredevil and whatnot um shortly after and then obviously led up to the mcu in 2008 but yeah, I, I, Spider-Man kind of feels like the, the progenitor of the all, the especially in the way that, you know, with X-Men, one of the big things there was um, Singer was very, I'm not having him fucking running around in spandex, you know, and Hugh Jackman has that one line um, in, in it, you know, they're all in these like super cool fucking costumes and whatnot, whereas Spider-Man, it's just like, nah, he's going to dress up as a fucking Spider-Man and Green Goblin's going to look like a Power Rangers villain and everyone's going to love it. And they did um and yeah i i i enjoy spider-man um though i think much of it is nostalgia for me being like 17 18 and just really really fucking liking kirsten dunst so you know little bit gross now that i'm 36 and the dunst is being the dunst in this one um but you know, it, it, it takes me back to uh, a less innocent time. Um, and that's absolutely fine. Um, it's interesting. Her casting is odd. 
like it doesn't really feel like she's got the right energy for the role and she gets because Kirsten Dunst is very low energy in everything isn't she yeah this 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 is the thing and you know by the time you get to Spider-Man 3 straight up and I mean like I think it's a part a part of the intentional of the film but she just looks tired um (laughs) but I mean she does though you know I mean it it, um but this it's like she's got the girl next door thing she doesn't quite have the yeah I don't necessarily see what's to like Peter Parker sees in her to the extent that he does see in her um it's like it's very odd because it's like she's with flash at the start and she barely seems to notice pete and then she kind of notices him dumps flash and then harry's like well shit you didn't make a move so i did you know which is weird but then but then i completely forgot that she's with harry osborne for a lot of this film um and 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 Peter Park is so fucking passive in that, um, you know. And it, it's it's interesting. It's the whole. It, it, I think it kind of set up the whole kind of like I can be the creepy nerd and lover from afar, and one day she'll notice thing. Um, that it it I, I, it feels like a lot of geek culture in the late noughties and what you know. You look at um or even the mid noughties you look at that, what's that Amy Heckling film? Loser. Um, You know, and I mean, like, the progeny of Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus could be tracked to Spider-Man. I think Teenage Dirtbag was after, or was it before? I think it was, I think it was before, wasn't it? If it was before, then David Kep basically heard Teenage Dirtbag, watched the video for it, and was like, right, that's what Peter Parker's going to be. Um, let me have a double check to see if I can find out. I'll check that while you're while sure, you're... sure. Um, so yeah, that does not hold up. the The action as well. I mean, Sam Raimi's got some good shit going on. Like the way that it, it, he kind of shows off the spider sense is um is pretty great. And there's a lot of like quick flashes and cuts and whatnot. And I really like the um. Uh, the sequence where um peter's coming up with the costume and it's very very sam raimi and the um like using the negative space to kind of put in like a transition to another scene and things like that it's it's interestingly directed but when you've got spider-man versus green goblin it does look like a power rangers fight um which you know isn't great it's before by the way what the spider-man is uh not loser teenage film. yeah Right. Okay. Fine. So it's, you know, basically, David Kep like listened to Teenage Dirtbag and just thought, yeah, okay, that's Peter Parker. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I I like Spider Man. Um, mainly for nostalgic reasons. Oh, sorry. Just 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 very quickly. <laughs> Ian, go to the Wikipedia page for the film Loser. Okay. I, I, have a look in the not in the what is it, but in the actual little sidebar bit that gives the poster and then the directed band and like that, and see who the lead star is on that. Who's top billing? Okay. <laughs> oh, it's not my it's not my boy, is it? No. Have oh, a look. Yeah. Have a look. Oh fuck off! What? 
Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well played, whoever did that. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so, just because, I don't know, maybe this will be gone by the time... Um, Loser starring Donald Trump. <laughs> That's spectacular. Um, the actual what is it? If you look at the title of the movie, it's Loser slash Donald Trump 2020. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, fuck you um, oh god, that's put me right off. Um, All right. Oh no, 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 it's fine. The one thing, right? That scene with Kirsten Dunst in the rain with the the nips, they no one would dare fucking do that in a comic book movie now. No. Like that's weird. Like watching this now, it's like wow. And the the the, the general costume choices of Kirsten Dunst where. There's quite a lot of cleavage showing for a lot of her her costumes in this in this film. It's a little bit. You enjoying yourself, Sam Raimi? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. I watched. Yeah, I think this is the only other one I watched, actually, because I was obsessed with election coverage last week. Um, I was playing Spider-Man as well, which led me to want to watch Spider-Man. Um, so you, so, so, so just to clarify, you watched Spider-Man and Spider-Man yeah. 3? No, I haven't watched Spider-Man 3 yet. I haven't watched Spider-Man 3 yet, sorry. This run, yeah. So you've got Spider-Man 2 to go next. Um, yeah, which is the one I was kind of like really wanting to watch out of the whole trilogy, to be honest. But I, w- I will watch Spider-Man 3. I'm intrigued to see how that is now. Yeah, cause I, uh, I, I personally haven't seen that since the day it came out in the UK on the, at the cinema. Yeah, I think I've maybe seen it twice. Um, I cert- Yeah, I, it, it's not one I've watched often, I'll say that. Um, so I was lucky enough to go to the cinema yesterday. Um, and what was my first film back? <laughs> Honest Thief. So, I and one other person, um, bless them. It wasn't dead in Showcase, but I did get the sense there were more staff in the building than customers. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I, you know, I, it will get there. They just need product. But the thing is, Honest Thief came out in UK cinemas the day after the Welsh lockdown started. So I never actually had the chance to see it. Um, And I hope it's still about when cinemas reopen for you guys, because it's fucking Mark Nip. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, like no, no, no. There's, there's no like psychotic women or anything. But aside from that, right? No. So, basically, so, Liam Neeson plays a bank robber who has saved up all the money, hasn't spent any of it. And spoiler alert: you find out that he just robs banks basically for the thrill of it. 
not because he want actually wants the money. Um, he meets a woman played by uh, Kate Walsh, and um, he decides to go legit. And 12 months later, he calls the FBI and says, I'm the in and out robber because he's known as the in and out robber. And I want to turn myself in. And uh, Robert Patrick and Jeffrey Donovan play um, FBI agents and they're like, you're a fucking crank. We have loads of people uh, who, who say say they're this they're the in and out robber, blah, blah, blah. Right. Jai Courtney and Anthony Ramos. You go speak to him. He's obviously talking bollocks. So they go speak to him. He says, you want proof? There's uh, $3 million in this uh, self-storage unit, blah, blah, blah. They go, they find the money. They go, actually, we're going to have that money and we're going to set him up. Um, so they do that. And Liam Neeson has to go on the run with his girlfriend, who didn't previously know that he was a bank robber. Um there is a weirdly extended subplot about Jeffrey Donovan's ex-wife's dog that he got in the divorce. And every time you see the dog again, he likes the dog a bit more. Um, <laughs> until one of the greatest cuts to a shot of a dog that I have ever seen in my life towards the end. It's a properly dramatic moment. And then it cuts to the dog. And it's like, is this supposed to be inferring that the dog is understanding this situation? <laughs> and it's also sad. Um, amazing. Jai Courtney does wonderful. Is he a drug addict or does he just really like Red Bull eye acting? Um, and it's just got this slightly shonky, slightly wonky, watch it on a Tuesday afternoon, slightly low energy feel to it, where I just kind of enjoyed Liam Neeson increasingly giving J Jai Courtney a bad day. Is it closer to something like A Walk Among the Tombstones than, let's say, The Commuter? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like the, the the closest this film gets to action is Liam Neeson in an ice cream van ra uh, ramming into a car containing Jai Courtney and Anthony Ramos and then them shooting through the windshield, trying to shoot through the back window of the ice cream van, trying to shoot Liam Neeson. Over years, we've covered a lot of these Liam Neeson films, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Almost every one. Yeah. It's not Liam Neeson action hero. It's Liam Neeson playing thief who's actually a nice guy, wanting to settle down with his missus, and Jai Courtney trying to fuck him over. What that you imagine that is as a film is what this film is. It is the most perfect three out of five you will ever see. Um, I enjoyed my time with it. I think it had the unhinged bump of, isn't it nice just to be in a cinema again? Um, but yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I think the both of you would have a decent time with it. 
don't get me wrong it's not a five out of five stone cold classic or anything like that you know i'm i i 100 am not saying that but it's it's a decent time and it just feels like one of those ones where it was like if you add your unlimited card why the fuck not it it, it was something where if if let's say city world by a miracle reopens in um in december and Honest Thief is on the first day that it reopens, we'll probably go and see it, will we? You know, and not just to just go to the cinema, because I'll happily go and see. I'll happily go and spend 95 minutes with Liam Neeson and Jack Hartman. Yeah, and it gets in and out. It's pay- it, it, it is pacey as well. You know, it, it, it doesn't feel like it's stolen your time. Nice. Um, And, yeah, I think... I want to say that's it for me this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, fucking hell. Even though... I, no, Spy, yeah, Spider-Man was that. The, the, film, the film I watched that day. Okay, fine. Annabeth has risen from the ocean. It has followed us here. What did it say? We don't belong here. If we leave and repay our debt, it would guide us back to her. Trumyagak. My love, she's gone. The sea took her. You're not listening. We survived. English. Listen to what you are saying. She's dead. Catch! That she took. We have grieved enough. Enough. Okay, so let's move on to his house, which is directed by Remy Weeks, and you might be telling that i am trying to get onto imdb uh so starring sope dirisu wumi musaku and uh matt smith uh <laughs> randomly yep. um so this is the story of a refugee couple um, who have escaped from South Sudan who um, are told by Matt Smith's kind of council officer, here is a house. You are to stay in this house until your application has been processed. You are not to go like pretty much anywhere. But wouldn't you know it, they have brought a evil presence with them. And an other which is a type of witch a night witch yeah and yeah it's not very happy with the guy no it's kind of all right with the woman to be fair but not happy with the guy so mark what did you think of his house (laughs) it's always i always try and tread carefully with the this is the hot new horror Mm. um and then a um I also thought that straight away that having a um, a horror film 
set around refugees uh, was always going to be a bit of a, right, where are they going with this? This could be a bit of a... Problematic. Oh, I don't know about this. Um, I, not, not, I don't know about whether it'll be good or anything like that, but... Um, you know, I think you were saying, Ian, um, when we did Play It Forward, you were like, with the wave, you were like, I just, I, I don't need that right now. Yeah. yeah. I was a little bit like, I don't know whether I need to be reminded how shitty this country treats refugees and how racist we can be. I don't know whether I need a film to remind me of that right now, whether or not it's just going to make me angry. So I'll be honest, I went into this with a little bit of trepidation, not about the film. But about whether you were in the right frame of mind, whether or not I was in the right frame of mind for for, for, for what the film might contain. It does contain a little bit of that, but it it, it seems to it, it's not pitching that, it's avoiding that. Yeah. Um, it's visually, it's there's some fucking shots in this movie, um, and I liked how how much it goes for it very early on. Uh, it sets out its stall quite early on. It, it's quite a it's quite a claustrophobic movie, which is supposed to be, because it's supposed to be all set, not all set, but you primarily, you've got a house that's essentially trying to kill people mm. um, with the living walls. There's some great, just practical, clever filmmaking that within it. That first fucking scare when he's looking into the hole in the wall and you you, you can see behind him yeah. the creepy lady. But he doesn't know she's there. Yeah. That, that fucking shit me right off. Um, and then the... Um, you know, there's a, there's a sequence in it where he's eating at, uh, at the table in the kitchen and then it pans out and we get almost like it, it's basically a, a vision slash dream slash something else sequence mm. of the um, the room, that part of the room becomes a raft in the middle of the, the, the ocean. I thought it was was a staggeringly good looking shot. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting and it's very well acted and the scares are decent and it's grim and Matt Smith's character is is an interesting I can see why though it is a bare bones character. Um but I did find it a little bit the, the bits where something's not going on, which is going to sound really fucking pointless, what I'm going to say here, but the bits where something's not going on, I was very much going, this isn't interesting. I want something else to fucking happen. And I think that was partially because when shit was happening, it was so fucking good that you wanted more of it. I think you need that kind of... You probably, you probably do. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think it's maybe... Maybe my um, tenseness going in hmm. um, kind of made me have a, a, a lesser experience with it because I was constantly worried that, oh, is this the bit where we're going to get the bit that I'm worried about happening? Hmm. Uh, there. So I think that that maybe, I think it's I maybe need to watch again, but I don't know what I want to watch again because it's quite fucking grim. <laughs> and the story gets quite fucking, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> towards it uh a lot of me pointing the screen going what the fuck becky (laughs) so yeah (laughs) um and going oh so he's a prick then yeah but then also understanding why he's a prick except desperation and going 
do you know what? No, you can't justify it. But yes, I can see why. Well, the bit that you're talking about, obviously, is... is also, all the time. Where, where they take the girl on the bus. He takes the girl on the bus. He takes the girl on the bus. He... The mother's not there when he does that. Yeah, but he, then she very much is when he could go. But he, he, the panic's saying. Oh, yeah, no, I know. But I think, like, his initial motivation was, well, there's loads of people dead. Who's to say her mother isn't dead? She can, she being with us will help us get out and she will also get out. So, yeah. fine, we can help each other. But then obviously the mother isn't dead and the bit where she's running after the bus is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's some real creepy imagery. Just before we get into like the actual serious yeah, bit. Yeah, I've done my bit now. Yeah. We, we were very upset about her ripping all his wallpaper off, weren't yeah. we? And, and fla- flouting the, the no candles. No, Matt's no, Matt was specific about his no candles. Specifically, role. no candles. Didn't mention no witches, so they're, no they're witches. fine there. But he, he did no mention guests. no candles. Well, he did say no guests. Yeah. Probably not witches living in the walls. They're probably not allowed. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can categorise like an uninvited witch as a guest. No. And he was trying to get rid the, the candles thing. I mean, that that was there. That, that, that was pointed out. It, it, is that because you quite like Matt Smith, though? I do quite like Matt Smith. Um, but no, like, no, it was just it was funny that he'd specifically mentioned no candles, and then obviously there was just candles because they had no electricity. It was just like he did say. Um, I, I like how it works as both a straight up horror that they have brought over this witch with them because they're being punished for taking this child or that it's all just like kind of like a metaphor for the grief and the guilt that they're feeling the guilt for taking the child in the first place and the guilt that she died his guilt that given the choice between trying to save the child and his wife he just fucking left the kid um yeah fucking prick so from that point of view it, it could just be that they are haunted by what they've seen and what they've been through and it's manifesting or it could just it could be a witch yeah and i like that about it yeah i mean the the film definitely doesn't give you an answer either way does it i mean in, in fact to be fair the um kind of like the last 20 seconds or so i think might even point it more towards the it, it's not literal kind mm. of um, answer in, in all fairness. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bex, go on. But then there is that hole in the floor. So, you know, why, why would that be there? Covered by a very suspiciously placed rug in the, <laughs> of the kitchen. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bex literally spent a lot of the movie just like putting her head in a hand and just shaking her head when, as I was going, I think I might have said, Oh, that really looks suspicious, doesn't it? And then I think <laughs> it looks subtle, was it? I mean, there's a moment where I went, when I turned up a Bex and said, "You're gonna need some plaster." Is there some plaster bar there? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bex just sort of at that point paused. Went, what? I mean, like, he's gonna need some plaster bar to fix all those holes. And I think you kind of like really. It just sounded you out after that. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He did need some plaster bar to sort those holes. I mean, he did. Yeah. You know, he, he did it. He sorted it. He he did after it. they'd killed the witch, and they were all back to normal and wearing clean clothes. I love that exchange. So, what about the witch? She killed it. She killed it. 
All right. Cool. <laughs> I get funny. Like Matt Smith's vibe at the end there. It was so, like I, I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting because it was just like I don't know what the fuck you two are on. But I kind of like where, what you're going for here. All right, then. Fair enough. You know, um, unless I unless I read that wrong. Um, no, no, it, 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 he, he genuinely seemed to want them to to make a go of it. He, yeah. he seems like a guy who basically because at one point he says we're not all where we wanted to be. Mm. Um, but he seems like a guy who he, he wants he, he, he's doing what he's doing because he wants to help these people. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he, he keeps to the edge of you thinking, is he a bad guy? But he, I think he's just a good dude. I think as well as as kind of a as a performance from him, he with his like movie stuff that he's that he's tried to do since like going to break America after he quit Doctor Who. He's done sort of very kind of lab larger than life kind of performances like what's it um oh god that's what's that one lost river yeah lost river um and stuff like that and it's it's just a nice subtle human performance and it's it's evidence that he still does have the capacity to rein himself in yeah it's an odd character matt smith in the fact that i think he's actually a really good actor Mm. i just don't nothing seems to land for him no well, I think, I, I think he's quite popular in that shit thing about the royals, isn't he? I don't even know. Is it? I think he plays Prince Philip. Oh, of course he does. Um, but uh, what, what what did you think? Ian? Yeah, I uh, I I liked it. Um, I thought it went down a couple of like narrative cul-de-sacs uh, at points that maybe made it like five ten minutes longer than it needed to be. Um, you know the um the bit where she got lost and then those kids just kind of fucked with her. Yeah. Like I, I, it's, I, I wasn't necessarily too sure what that was adding there, even though I thought it was fucking fascinating. The idea of, um, uh, of, of that kid saying, you know, fuck off back to Africa. You know, yeah. it, it was like, so, I mean, I, and it, it felt believable. You know mm. that that felt like there there were probably black kids who may well think like that. You know that like their second generation, third generation, seeing people who have just come over and just and treating them, at, at, you know, in, in a kind of like a right wing way that you would you would treat immigrants because they seem like other because they talk differently. Yeah, it's um. I don't know. It was almost like that was almost like a fucking short film in itself. That section. Um, my, my 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 reading of that of the hmm. point of that scene. Yeah, sure, sure. So obviously he goes out the day before, doesn't he? And he he does what he needs to do, and he gets some shopping, and he he sees those people, and they welcome him in, and he's sat singing songs about Peter Crouch in the pub. <laughs> yeah. And then he very much embraces like trying to integrate she goes out and has a completely different experience she gets lost it's a bit scary she doesn't know where she's going those kids are shitty to her and then she has the opposite reaction to 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 being here and essentially completely rejects it wants to go home continues kind of 
like the oh, the whole bit. I, mean, with, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't think about that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the bit when when they're eating and he's he's using the cutlery and she's eating with her hands. That's that's her rejecting like changing mm-hmm. because her experience isn't good. That was just how how I kind of that how it hit me anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I think that's absolutely that's absolutely fair. Um, yeah, I, I it's that the important thing is I think it worked as a horror film. Um, you know, there are so many of these kind of like hyped up um, horrors these days that fucking forget to be scary. Um, yes. That to have a film like this, that when it's on, it's fucking on. And it gets on quickly. Mm, mm. I mean, it, like, I there was a se- there was a section maybe about halfway through where you know it was like he was turning the light on, and then something was turning the light off, and then he was turning the light on again, and like every single time the light was going on and off, you could see like shapes in different places, you know, and it just kept on ramping up and ramping up. Um, and, and and it just made sense narratively as well. It's the the witch, the, the, the witch basically trying to break him down. You know, it, 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 I yeah, I, I thought very very well acted. Um, really really good scares. The um the like the very human horror of the him with the kid and then the mum coming along. You know, I mean like that was genuinely shocking. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I thought it was a really impressive bit of work. It's it's a film I'll never watch again um <laughs> yeah i i'm, I'm in agreement with you on that it's I, I don't need to watch it again but it, it, it's good to watch yeah yeah but i mean that, that's it it's not the quality it, it, you know well in a way it is the quality of the film because it's so effective it's like yeah I, I don't need to have that in my life for another hour and a half at, at, at any point um but yeah man it's uh it's it's, it's, a, it's a piece of work yeah it, it is i'm very much very interested in what um and what he's going to do he's going to do next um because like i say from a visual point even from a storytelling point of view it, mm. it's 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 a really interestingly told story but more so the visuals and the practical visuals of it mm. yeah um and it, i i didn't feel like it was trying to hit you over the head with a hammer mm. it wasn't no. trying to preach to you no. which again i was worried about it being a movie about um about, about the, the content it's about mm. uh that it might try and be a bit preachy yeah be a bit not preachy but try and try and have too much of a message mm. um not that i'm trying to fucking time to observe a little bit not that it didn't mess to what is it but sometimes you can horror can get wrapped up this is this is how horror tells society's stories yeah, it doesn't get sanctimonious. Yes, point. that's the point. Uh, because horror is a great vehicle for these types of things. Mm. The problem is, is if you put that at the forefront rather than the horror at the forefront, you've lost your audience. Yeah. Whereas this is very much a horror, and it is freaky and creepy and scary and grim. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like yep. yep. Even if you're just somebody who is in a improvements. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull that wire. Don't, that's why your fucking lights have gone out. Stop pulling the fucking wire. I mean, to be to be fair, the lights were already out. No, the light was on when he started putting the wire. It goes off. He's putting the wire. Mm. But then he fixes it. 
And that feels like we're wrapping up there, so definitely not shit for me. Absolutely, definitely not shit. No, definitely, definitely not shit. Our cool. audience poll. Yes. I just had it up a second ago, and then I've just closed it. Um, definitely not shit, 75%. Nice. Cool. Uh, and touching cloth, 25%. Very happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Okay, what questions we got, dude? Uh, Andrew Jones, uh, friend of the show, asks us, um, if you could add Mank to any other film, what film would you make Mankier? Like Mankey is in like... I don't get it. I, I, I'd go for Three Men and a Baby Mank. <laughs> oh, the word Mank. Or are we talking the the character that Gary Oldman plays in the film Manx, so adding him to a film? Still, um, I still stick to my original one. Three men and a baby. baby. I'll add him to I'll add him to Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Which version? Cartoon. The cartoon. Yeah, you could just comment on everything. <laughs> I'll be fine with that, yeah. That'd be interesting. Go on, Bex. I'm going to have to pass on that one because I don't, I, don't, I don't know enough about the character. Fair enough. Please use wordplay. Like you did. Yeah, I'm all about wordplay. Podcasting is very much about wordplay. Is it? Yeah, it's like the porn industry. Um, Sweet. Rick Kidd, at Rick J. Kidd. Uh, missed last week because I didn't see the tweet until the day after recording. If you were limited to, watching, to only watching the films from one decade which decade would you choose and which films would prove key to your decision for me it would be a toss-up between the 70s and the 90s yeah 90s is a big one for me 90s horror would 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 that swing it for you yeah i think it probably would what film are you looking at just all the you can never watch your favorite film again no that's a lot of good 90s horror would i offset all of that against one movie I don't know. Mm. Mm. What are you thinking, Ian? Uh, probably the noughties. There's a strong shout for the noughties. Yeah. You know, like Seven, No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, Zodiac. Not Seven, Sunshine, sorry. Um, like I was just thinking of those off the top of my head, but then what have you got in the early noughties? I don't know, Bad Boys 2? <laughs> yep. Um, Gone in 60 Seconds Gone in 60 Seconds Spider-Man Yep um, X-Men X-Men 2 X-Men The Last Stand uh, Freddy Got Fingered um, Miami Vice Miami Vice is there, yeah Anchorman Step Brothers A lot Talladega of Nights You make a good shout for Nights Dodgeball. The 90s have got Candyman though. The 90s have Candyman. Mm. Spirited Away. Ponyo. I'm going. Um, I'm going 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because there's there's just there's so much there. <laughs> um, you, you've got 
early Coppola, early um, De Palma is in there, early Scorsese is in there, Peter Bogdanovich. You've got so much just fucking, like, fucking gnarly shit in there to watch. <laughs> Uh, that I'd be fine with that. You've got probably less scope of films to watch, mm. but the quality of it is is, is fucking is really fucking high. Uh, yeah, so I'm probably going seventies, partially because I I don't watch my favourite movie of all time that much. But being told that I could never watch it again mm. would be a little bit like. Uh, my brain is is annoyed at me right now for for not going the teenies so I could continue watching Hot of Time Machine all the time. Yeah, but um, yeah, there is that. So there is that. I'm I'm, I'm I would maybe contemplate going for the eighties and cheating by claiming that it's set in the eighties. I can count it. Um, ah, and then I can I can cheat by watching your eighties movies with you and watch Blade Runner, and you can cheat and watch my nineties horror with me because we live in the same house, so it's fine. I'll go with that. Go with that. Yeah. All right. Top of the 80s. 80s and the 90s. 80s and the 90s. Yeah. And, and I can cheat and have Hot Tub Time Machine because it's... Because it's set in the 80s. Because it's set in the yeah. 80s and it's a hot tub and it's Fuck a time machine. Being a bit greedy now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if there's a fucking way to work around a question, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I will invite the fucking Supreme Court to defend us on that. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's within their remit. Fuck <laughs> like it is now. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I'm going for. Fair play. Nice. Um, okay, and I think that brings us uh, to the end of this week's show. Another um, concise one for non-patrons. For patrons, you got a pretty fucking normal length show there. So um, coming up next week, um, I believe we're going to be reviewing the Megan Fox starring Rogue. Yep. Um and also uh train to Busan pre- presents Peninsula. Nice. Uh so first one as well, man. It will mean I have to watch um Train to Busan. So uh yeah, good little genre double header there. Um what's the date? So that's gonna be right. So then the week after that I think is a little bit light as well so we'll see what happens there um but then it's christmas chronicles too so yeah. there's something else out that day uh he'll be a billy elegy i believe That's, okay um yeah. which is playing the everyman um on the bay uh this weekend but the reviews have come out for it today and they are not good yeah um, i mean no, so I don't think I'm going to spend £15 to go see Hillbilly Elegy when I can just watch it on Netflix in a couple of weeks. But um, It's not I'll, one you need to, I think, worry about that much. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week. We are podsyndicate.com, um, as mentioned earlier on the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash filmbastards. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to let these guys get some food, and I'm going to take the dog downstairs because she's fallen asleep next to me. Um <laughs> Um, have a lovely uh, week guys stay safe
Bye. Coming for you anyway. Take-